0: Ward Stone, the longtime state wildlife pathologist who helped uncover the threat of PCBs in the Hudson and St. Lawrence Rivers decades ago and whose name was synonymous with environmental activism, died Wednesday. Ward was a maverick who believed he worked for the people of New York and often did research that was not sanctioned by his higher-ups at DEC. We hear from local environmentalists Lynn Jackson and Judith Ank about Ward, and then a brief clip from Ward himself from a 2018 interview I did with him. We're joined by uh, Lynn Jackson, whom other things have been very active with Save the Pine Bush. So, so Lynn, I understand you actually met uh, Ward uh, more than 50 years ago, but um, you know, what was some of your reactions and thoughts about uh, Ward?
1: Well, Ward Stone was... Um just a really uh, powerful speaker and advocate for the environment. Um, I first heard him speak when I was a student in the environmental forum at SUNY Albany. And I was amazed at the kinds of things that he was talking about. He had a slide presentation that discussed some of the issues he found in wildlife in New York State. And I was just amazed that you know, he studied this and that these things were happening in our environment. What disturbed me is that uh, many years later, we invited him to come and speak to one of our Save the Pine Bush lasagna dinners. This was maybe 10 or 15 years later. And his presentation was almost identical because I thought if he had found these issues and problems in wildlife, that surely someone would have done something about them by then. But it is really hard to make these changes. One of the things that Ward Stone uh, focused on a lot was the issue of lead in the environment. And lead is a very serious environmental hazard. Of course, it's a hazard for animals, and it's a hazard for uh, people. And he focused a lot, a lot about lead, even to the point of later on, he and his daughter would uh, would buy children's toys and Ward would analyze the toys for the amount of lead in the toys. Um, but overall, Wardstone was just an advocate for the environment. He did very solid uh, scientific research. He knew his facts. He knew what was going on. And he would talk about these issues, and these issues are really important to bring to the forefront so that that we can actually um, address the issues of the toxic chemicals in the environment, like lead and cadmium and other extremely toxic uh, substances.
0: Do you actually ever say anything about or been involved with, say, the Pine Bush effort?
1: So Wardstone would come and speak at our Save the Pine Bush dinners. And, of course, when he came, lots of people would come to hear him because people wanted to hear him. And that was a, really a very good help to us because he was able to um, attract more people. And he was a big supporter of Save the Pine Bush. You know, Save the Pine Bush in the early years, it was hard because... Our tactics were not something people liked. We in, were involved in litigation, a lot of litigation. And we were not popular because of that. But because Ward Stone supported us and he supported our litigation, it really gave us quite a boost because he always spoke so nicely about, say, the pine bush and was really an advocate for pine bush preservation, which I really appreciated very much.
0: Well, thank you very much, Lynn Jackson. We hear next from uh, Judith Hank, who is a uh, former EPA regional administrator and, and also head of Beyond Plastic. Judith, what are some of your thoughts about Wardstone?
2: Well, I'm very sad for Ward and his family in particular that he's passed. Ward was an extraordinary. Environmental protector. He served as the New York Department of Environmental Conservation um, wildlife pathologist. And I actually don't think if I don't think they replaced him as the state's um, chief wildlife staff person. He really went out of his way to support communities that were struggling with serious environmental problems like PCBs and pesticides, and the Albany answers garbage incinerator. And I have this great memory of Ward helping us when we were working to shut down the Albany Answers garbage incinerator, which often rained uh, black soot particulate matter all over Arbor Hill, a low-income community of color in downtown Albany. Well, one night, the wind was blowing in a different direction after a snowstorm, and this black oily soot fell on the lawn of Governor Mario Cuomo's governor's mansion in Albany. Uh, We called Ward to ask him to come out and take some samples, which he rapidly did. Um, Two days later, another snowstorm, more sampling, and Ward was able to document that this particulate matter was loaded with toxic materials, including heavy metals. When we met with state officials, they claimed that we had no basis to call for the shutdown of this garbage incinerator. And we said, oh, yes, we do. We have, we have test results. And um, they said, well, we don't have test results. And I said, of course you don't. You've never wanted to document the problem. But Ward Stone did some sampling for us and we shared it with them and they were dumbfounded. There was a new Albany mayor at the time, a young guy named Jerry Jennings, he used that information working with environmentalists to finally get Mario Cuomo to shut down this polluting incinerator in downtown Albany. This never would have happened without Ward Stone's hard work and support.
0: So Ward was a little bit unusual as a state worker in that he seemed to believe that he worked for the people of New York rather than necessarily... Uh, the higher ups in his administration. Um, are there a couple other issues we used to award really providing some very needed support to grassroots groups?
2: Yes, many. Um, Hudson River PCBs, pesticides on Long Island. Um, he was very close uh, to the indigenous nations in New York. He helped the Mohawks um, up on the St. Lawrence River, deal with a range of pollution problems from GM and Alcoa. Um, Ward did believe that his role as a public servant was to serve the public and not necessarily the commissioner of his agency or the governor.
0: Thank you, Judith. Hanks. Next, Woodstones. Well, one of the things you did explore over the years, which is somewhat back in the news these days, was the Albany Answers garbage incinerator on, on, on Sheridan Avenue. Uh, the, 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 governor, Governor Cuomo, the new governor Cuomo, uh, you know, wants to put two new gas turbines, um, to once again, uh, i basically pollute that neighborhood for another 30 years. But when you're looking at answers, so this garbage incinerator, estate state operated it, I guess, in the 80s and the 90s. You know, what are
3: some of the problems that you discovered? I discovered that there were poor people in the vicinity of that plant, and there was a lot of fallout of particulate material from the old garbage-burning plant that they had down there. And they had two, two sources of uh, energy production. One was getting it out of the garbage that was being burned, the yeah, other was burning bunker sea oil, a heavy oil, and producing um, electricity and heat for state buildings there. I found that that was a heck of a mess. I don't know the answers to this day to some of the questions that appeared in my mind. I went down there one, one day, about uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. I had my state ID. I took a state car, went down, and I looked for uh, ways of getting in the building and letting them know that I was there because I could see the smoke coming out, and I wanted to see the plant in operation, because I was curious as to about the kind of pollution that would be coming out. Well, you had have to be too smart to figure that burning solid waste the way they were doing, there would be a myriad of pollutants coming out, from lead to carcinogens to things like dioxin. That would be dangerous for people.
0: Grisante Ward, Wardstone. This has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.